Welcome to Code Maze, a podcast for future Wolverines in healthcare. I'm Julie Nelson, a pre-health advisor at the University of Michigan, and today I'm delighted to welcome four guests from the UM Med Prep program who are going to introduce themselves and talk about what they do. Hi, my name is Beth Kraniak. I am a previous med prep student, and I am a current uh, Michigan medicine student. Hi, everyone. My name is Nathan Fox, and I am one of the current peer mentors for the med prep program, which means that I've already completed my post-vac education, and now I am assisting other med prep students in their applications and through the courses. Hi, I'm Steve Pirwan. I'm the Assistant Director for Student Success Advising and Wellness, um, and I work with students on a weekly basis to help prepare their application to medical school. And I'm Matt Wishart. I'm the uh, Founding Program Director of the MedPrep Program, and I work with uh, all the students in the advising team, Steve, Nathan, and Beth, when she was a peer mentor, to help students get to where they want to go. Well, I am just really delighted to be here. I know... Uh, as a, as a pre-health advisor, I'm often uh, asked by students about post-bac opportunities and how to take advantage of them, and also students who might have graduated and are doing a career change who are interested in learning more about these kinds of opportunities. So I'm just thrilled to be here. I talk about this a lot, and now here you are. So it's lovely, you know, to be with you today. Um, you know, I wondered if someone could give a brief introduction about what MedPrep is all about. Yeah. Uh, so MedPrep was created to give uh, students who already have a bachelor's degree an opportunity to uh, prepare for a career in medicine when they've, uh, in their undergraduate degree, not taken any of the pre-medical sciences or, or really had time to prepare because they were pursuing other things. It's also for uh, learners who have actually been out in the world in their career, uh, applying their undergraduate degree, mostly in non-science settings, but then have an epiphany or want to revisit an epiphany that they want to go to medical school. And so we provide courses, advising, some MCAT prep, and really support through the application process along with experiential learning opportunities that prepare them for that path. Okay, that's great. And does it take very long for students to get through the program? It's tailored to each student. So uh, depending on their background and their preparation and number of courses that they've completed before they start the program, it can take as little as eight months. And for some students, they decide to spread all of that preparation over two years. So it's, it's customizable. Oh, that's really good to know, actually. Do you get a lot of students who apply who... Maybe they took some of the prerequisite courses before they began. Maybe talk a little bit about your curriculum and who's, who's best qualified. Uh, the curriculum is designed for students to meet several medical schools application requirements as far as prerequisites are concerned. So we are not solely focused on the University of Michigan Medical School. In fact, they don't even have any required coursework. Um, but other schools around the state of Michigan do. So we consider where um, our applicant is from. If they're from out of state, we'll look at institutions that are um, in their community. So would that mean then, um, Stephen, would that mean then that is this curriculum mainly for 
preparing students for Michigan medicine. It sounds like what you're saying is maybe this could also be generalized to other med schools. This is generalized to other med schools. We have students who apply broadly. Many Sometimes our students come from out of state, um, say California, and they want to return to California, and that is something they're able to successfully achieve. Okay. In conversations with students, oftentimes, you know, especially students who might be out in the world working already and they've done other things, a, a common concern or, or a topic of conversation often has to do with financing education. And they've already been in the world, they're maybe older, or might have a family uh, and have some financial concerns or constraints. So I wondered if you could talk about that aspect a little bit. That's probably our number one topic for students who are considering the program because of the special uh, place uh, our learners have at the university as non-degree, non-certificate students. They typically are not eligible for many of the scholarships or grants that degree-seeking students uh, use to finance their education. The federal government does provide an opportunity by declaring a fifth-year undergraduate year for our learners to qualify for around $12,000 of government loans, typically unsubsidized. But most of the time, I think students take out loans through private lenders or pay out of pocket. Okay. And I think along with that goes, um, you know, you might be taking care of kids, you might be, you know, you might have some family concerns or you might have other kinds of things going on in your life. Um, so I think you know that's really helpful to know that there is some support that they can get as they're making this change. And do you face the same thing I do of the uncertainty of the path um, following a program? One thing I know that comes up a lot in relation to this financial aid conversation is that you still have this kind of unknown whether or not you, even if you do this program, Perhaps, you know, can you say, could you speak a little bit about that aspect of it? I think we have two experts in the room about being <laughs> uncertain about a career change, and I'd like Nathan and Beth to have a chance. Yeah, so Nathan and Beth, what do you think about that? So I share that concern to this day. Um, I will say that before I entered the program, um, I knew that if this path was meant to be, that the investment would be worth it. And... It was up to me to make the decision whether or not whether or not I wanted to pursue it. So, I reflected a little bit on my experience, and um, ultimately, I made the decision to go through the med prep program because I felt like it was the only path for me to actually achieve the goals that I want to achieve in my life as a physician. Okay, thank you. A leap of faith, in a way, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I can say my experience was similar. I um, I actually tried to apply to medical school on my own prior to learning about post-bac programs, and it was um, a huge failure. <laughs> but it was a, a great learning experience. I really, I could tell by going through the application process that there is, there's strategy that's involved. There's a way that you can maximize telling your story and that I just didn't, couldn't understand doing it by myself. And um, I think that's what ultimately drew me to the med prep program was that, you know, the, the assistance that's offered, I, I could see that this was going to be beneficial. It wasn't just about taking classes and, you know, getting those check marks that are required for different medical schools. It was really being able to focus on that application and be able to tell your story in a way that made sense. And I, 
when I learned about that, I was like, okay, this makes this makes me feel a little bit more confident. Um, and it was still a leap of faith, you know, because there are no guarantees. But um, it was it was helpful knowing that this other aspect of the program existed to kind of lead you on that pathway. Okay, so Nathan and Beth, thank you so much. And for our students, you know, who are listening today, um, you know, it sounds like what you're saying is you're also developing competencies that could be important when you do apply. Have you noticed that? Have you have you do you ever think of it that way? Uh, for me, yes, absolutely. Um, so just a little bit about my background. I I graduated a long time ago, so I am definitely a career changer. Um, and I got my undergraduate degree in environmental science, so there was some sciences. But when I applied to the med prep program, it had been well over a decade since I had taken any of these courses. So it was important for me to um, kind of prove that I could still do the education piece of med school. So um, yes, that was that was a big component for med prep program was being able to like go through the rigor, the academics, and show that I could still do that. Um, and and then then I could put that forward with all the experiences that I had gained in you know my work life. Um, so bringing that all together, that's what med prep was able to to help me with. That's fantastic. And I and it's like okay, so one thing that's coming up as you're talking. I'm thinking about how life experience really goes into this. One thing I know as I get older, I really value what I value about it is the perspective that I get, how I can see life differently, understand things differently. And it seems like people drawn to this really would have that advantage in a way. Um, It's exciting. And so any thoughts or comments about that part of it, like what you're bringing into this that maybe wasn't there when you were younger? Well, I will say that I was considering a career in medicine since I was probably in high school, but I didn't really have the self-confidence to pursue that path when I entered college. And through the coursework that I ended up pursuing, I was able to get to a point where I was able to contribute in a way that I thought was meaningful to me. So after graduation, I went to work for Uh, a company in California called Genentech, and they manufacture biological drug medications for um, people with rare diseases. And I found the work that I was doing there to be pretty meaningful. Um, But ultimately, I made the decision to change to a career in medicine because I wanted to work directly with people instead of sitting, you know, behind an office desk. And also at the beginning of the pandemic, my grandmother was diagnosed with cancer and I ended up moving back to Michigan from California to help care for her. And going through that experience was also pretty eye-opening in that it was probably one of the more meaningful and purpose-driven experiences that I've had in my life. And I use that as an opportunity to kind of reflect on my uh, past experiences and reconsider my career path. And ultimately, that led me to applying to the med prep program and joining. Oh, that's so good. Thank you, first of all, for sharing something about your own process in life. I think a lot of times students listening are are looking for those connections and how they can take things from their life into this process. It's very personal, really. Uh, and there's some, somehow there's a, a myth out there that there's this one perfect way to do this process. And in fact, it's very individualized and very personal, right? And so um, thank you. That's that's really great. Um, thank you for sharing that story, both of you, um, you know, where you're coming from with that. Um, do you think that, 
there are students out there right now probably thinking, well, is this for me? Like, I don't know. Is this me? Is this program meant for, for me? So I wondered if we could get to what the advantage would be of choosing med prep to prepare for med school. You know, they might be wondering if this is something they might want to do. Um, so could we talk about that for a second? So we do have other recruiting activities. We hold open houses where you can meet students who are currently in uh, classes and part of the cohort. We also conduct a webinar. Um, but our application process is fairly unique, I think, for some post-bac programs. We don't participate in the, the post-bac common application service. Um, our goal is to have a conversation with applicants even before they submit our application so that they understand the different aspects of their experiences in education that are going to be important in a medical school application. Um, we do focus solely on medical school application. Um, and our process allows our students to, or an applicant, to upload their uh, application uh, materials, including a resume uh, and their transcript. And we will review that information through consultation process without having to provide it, provide feedback to those individuals who take advantage of that process. Okay, thank you, Stephen. And I wonder, could you elaborate a little bit about the, what the requirements are? So if I'm a student and I'm interested, could you talk about the admission process a bit? Like, how do I apply? When would I apply? Where could I find information about this program? Um, you can find information on our website. Um, we f live within the Office of Graduate and Postdoctoral Studies at the Mi University of Michigan Medical School. Um, we do three rounds of interviews every year. Um, typically in October is our first round of interviews. Our application is now open. Um, and the second round of interviews will be in January and a, and a third round in March. Um, with uh, most students beginning in the program with the spring term here at the University of Michigan at the beginning of May. Okay, and as you're speaking, um, I just wanna say for listeners, we will post the contact information with this podcast. So if you go to our uh, pre-health website from the Noonan Academic Advising Center, there's a section for this podcast and, and where you can hear this recording, and so you'll be able to click on that and see that information. Uh, so we'll post that for sure uh, out there. So thanks for that. Um, I'm wondering, too, like if someone could give perhaps, you know, talk about some of the common struggles. Um, I think Nathan, you were you were sharing some things about how, what it was like for you as an undergraduate. Um, what do you think peers like? If you think about some of your peers, maybe in the past or even currently, what are some of the the things that are challenging on the pre med path that stick out for you from your perspective? Well, I suppose first and foremost, what is most challenging about the med prep program specifically is the coursework because you're taking all of your science courses back to back to back. You're taking typically organic chemistry, physics, and biology or biochemistry in the same semester. So it can be a heavy course load and it really relies on your ability to be able to manage your time well and have the motivation to get through some pretty challenging courses. But for me, Having that motivation in the first place to pursue a career as a physician was enough to kind of get me through those struggles. 
So I think if somebody is connecting enough with this path, then they can be successful. They're just going to have to work um, hard to get there. What would you say about peer mentoring in this in this path as a support? Um, students sometimes are reluctant to reach out, um, but I, th- I think it's powerful, peer mentoring. And so I wondered if you could t- talk about that a little bit. Sure. So for me, it's meaningful because in the past, I didn't really have or access, I suppose, the support to be as successful as I wanted to be as an undergraduate student. Um, later in my career as an undergrad, I did take on some student leadership opportunities, and I found that to be um, a really meaningful experience to be able to contribute back to people who I kind of saw myself in, these young students who are coming to school and might not have full confidence in their abilities or might feel like they don't really have a place on campus, trying to help them find a place on campus. So I kind of just carry that over in my experience as a peer mentor for the med prep program and helping students through the challenges that they face and um, just being somebody who can be a support system for them if they don't have one. Do you often share other kinds of support or resources for students who who are on the path? Uh, other things that you remember that were helpful for you? Um, that's a big part of our job is we're always steering people towards resources and things like that just to make sure they're connecting with those. Um, what would you add to that? Because I think peer mentoring itself is really powerful. Um, anything else you could think of? I will say as it relates to the courses, there are some resources available on campus that I found pretty helpful. Uh, in particular, the Science Learning Center. I also utilize my professor's office hours on a frequent basis. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I used. I think just having access to a full cohort of other students who are in a similar position to you is also really helpful because we would rely on one another to get that support that we need to work through some difficult concepts and work through practice problems. And I found that to be probably the most helpful because you can be in a position as a learner when other students are kind of helping you through difficult problems. And in the areas where you excel, you can practice your teaching skills. Yeah. Almost like as you were talking just now, Nathan, I was thinking about the value of community in this and how much medicine is a team sport, really. So in addition to getting the support, you're offering that, right? Have you noticed that? Like, talk about the community. What is that community like? Sure. Um, so I when I started med prep, it was in the 2020-2021 cohort. So we were mostly online. And I really did not see my cohort in person. Um, actually, we had a little meeting, I think, in 2022. And that was the first time that I got to see some people in person. Um, so community for us was a little different probably than Nathan's cohort where they were able to physically get together. But we still we still made an effort. You know, we had weekly meetings as a group. Um, we did um, outside of the, the med prep kind of um, auspices. We, we met as small groups and, and studied together. And the community was really important. And I can say now as a, as a medical student here at Michigan that the community is still an important part for me. Um, I come down to the med prep office 
frequently when I'm on campus. And it's always fun to say hello to the new med preppers. Um, everybody's so nice and friendly and it's, mm. it's great to kind of catch up with them and offer encouragement for them because I know what they're going through. But then also, you know, they're also asking about me and, and offering me encouragement. So that community, that family is, is strong. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it goes through like at Michigan Medicine too because of the strong relationship. There's multiple med preppers in my cohort. Um, in the new cohort that's coming in, there's also a lot of med preppers. So it's fun to, to have a, an actual community that you can kind of whenever you see each other, you're like, oh, hi. It's um, so important. Can relate to. Yeah. Can we just take a minute to appreciate what that's like to go through something like medical school or this med prep program or even being an undergraduate during this pandemic has been just phenomenal, right? I mean, it's um, as an advisor, I've done this a long, long time and just really moving to watch people. And no matter where you are, you always find those connections, right? Those people that are there to support you. And so um, it's really cool to hear you bringing this to life, that it's about those networks, right, and those connections that you're making. Yeah, Julie, one of the things I think that's kind of unique about our program is that it's not a very large group. So our aim is to not enroll any more than 30 students every year. And because of that, it's a pretty high-touch program as far as access to the peer mentors. Um, we have tutors available. And also our advising model is the expectation that you will meet on a weekly basis to focus pretty much mostly on preparing your application to medical school. But we are concerned about our students' health and wellness. We have a health and well student-run health and wellness committee um, who organize activities. And uh, they've taken great leadership and, and provided opportunities just for de-stressing, but also educational opportunities. And that's lovely. If you have a smaller cohort, you can really get to know people in the community and really have that opportunity to get those touches with students mm -hmm. and, and really see them, right, as mm -hmm. they're evolving. Um, maybe talking about that a little bit, like about the development. Have you noticed ways that you have grown through doing this program that you could talk a little bit about those kinds of factors? Does anything come to mind? Sure. For me, um, I think my biggest insecurity when I started the program was this question of, could I do this? Like, can I still do book work? It had been so long since I had been in a classroom that that I just, I just didn't know. Um, but I think by being successful in med prep, that really gave me the confidence to, to kind of be like, okay, I know this is what I want to do. And now I can say that I, I, I can do this. So I, I think, um, yeah, getting the study skills back in, um, under my belt and, and, learning how to, to be a student again, that was what med prep was really like critical for um, in terms of preparing myself for, for the academics and the rigor of medical school. Okay, sure. And maybe a little feedback for people about like how well the med prep prepares students for medical school. Um, do you get any feedback like that? Yeah, this is actually my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to med prep, awesome. and that is the advising that is available. So Steve mentioned it, but this is the true gem of the med prep program because you really, it's it's one-on-one, -on -one, or I guess two-on-one -on -one, um, time with, with Matt and Steve weekly to talk about your application. And, um, you know, I mentioned before how complicated the application is. You have to tell your story and put it into these tiny little boxes that are word-restricted and, and letter-restricted. And um, to do that strategically is, is just, it's so hard. And you have two experts in the room that have been doing this for years that have helped hundreds of students. So the the advising really for me is is just the magic of what MedProp is because um, it it gives you the confidence that when you submit your application that you have put forth the best application that you possibly could. 
you really spent the time learning mm-hmm. about it in a very intentional way. Yes. And maybe without the constraints of being in an undergraduate program where you're also taking general education courses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe not had as much life experience, right? Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. That's a great description of it. And Julia, yeah. if I could just build on what Beth said, it's probably one of the primary joys of my position, and I can't speak for Steve, but to see students realize the, the value of their experiences outside of the classroom when they talk about what they've gone through in their lives or uh, jobs they've had or things that they tend to discount because they're not directly related to medical school or what they think is important in medical school, but really speaks to the interpersonal or intrapersonal competencies that med schools value in their incoming students. So seeing that realization while we go through our weekly advising appointments is, really brings a lot of joy for us. Oh, yeah. And I wonder, too, if you might be willing to share how the program has evolved um, how you things that you've noticed over time that you've really built into the program. I, I can speak to that because I was asked to, to, to build the program from the beginning, and what it has evolved quite a bit into what I think is, is probably something that differentiates MedPrep from other programs. Because initially it was set up for with a SEC curriculum, forcing people to do it in 8 to 12 months. And what we quickly learned from feedback from the students and from the peers is let us have some flexibility. Let us be able to choose the courses in the way that we want to take them and inform us of those, those uh, consequences, but, but help us kind of build the program. And at that point, they, were, they rebuilt the program wow. after it started. And okay. it, it's by spe- yeah. listening to the students and getting the feedback that really made, pro- made MedPrep what it is today. It's so important when programs are flexible in that way and adaptable to what's actually happening, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's thank you for that description of it. Um, and so uh, from what I'm gleaning here, there's a strong community. There's a lot of support. And there's a structured environment to learn this process. Um, I guess outside of the process, outside of academics, can you think of other parts of your application or personal understanding of medicine that helped you to prepare for this application process? Because you're a human being. <laughs> you're coming into this process in a certain way. How did you integrate that personal side of it with what you're learning from this program? So you're talking about experiential learning? Yeah. Yes, that's it's- very much something that is uh, part of our thought process in your preparation for medical school because anybody can write a good application with the right information, but you need the experiences to back it up. And this is what we're finding um, more and more as medical schools are looking for students who have um, committed themselves to serving their community in some way. Um, Some medical schools are looking for students who've been involved in social justice work. Mm -hmm. Um, Nathan and, and Beth can talk about their own personal experiences. So I would say that the experiential learning opportunities that I've pursued have just reaffirmed my desire to pursue a career as a physician. Um, I've had opportunities to work with some pretty vulnerable patient populations, and being in a position to contribute in any way to their well-being has just been so fulfilling and gratifying that I know that 
this path is right for me. So all of the hard work that I I have to put into my courses and into the applications is just an a, an affirmation that you know I'm continuing down the right path for um, my goals. Yeah, and I think for me. Um... You know, I didn't seek out medicine until much later in my career. I was um, working as a full-time epidemiologist at the CDC and loving my job, but it was in working with physicians on a day-to-day basis that I was, that it was only then that I was struck with like, oh wait, medicine, what? <laughs> Why do I like this? Why am I, I feel compelled to, to, to learn more, to know more? Um, so I think, you know, my experiences weren't, there was no pre-planning for me, it was just I was kind of pursuing what I was interested in at the time, and then I came, you know, full circle and um, seeing medicine really for the first time and working with doctors, and I was like, oh, this is how I want to do it. So, um, yeah, so my it, it wasn't pre-planned. My experiences and what led me here was not something that I sat down and knew about when I started, you know, university or later. It was um, really just kind of following a passion, following a path, and and then um, ultimately it led me to medicine. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> And so what advice would you give to students who might be looking to go to medical school from, we'd say, I guess, a non-traditional path? Um, what, I mean, we can sort of, listening to this, everything you're sharing is, of course, wonderful. Um, can you, is there anything you would add, any other advice that you would give to students who might be having a similar thought or, or a similar wish? I think... It's a very personal decision that has to be made, especially for as a non-traditional student, because you are potentially, you know, letting go of a career that you've established. You're letting go of, um, you know, a community that you've built. I moved from Atlanta, Georgia, to come up here. Um, my family's in Tennessee. You know, so it, it is a huge commitment to kind of make this jump, um, and the only person who can make that decision is you. Um, so I think it really needs to come from a place of, you know, true reflection and. Um, just understanding within yourself that, yes, this is something that you want to do, that you can do, um, and then t- making the, the path <laughs> to, to get there. Yeah. Uh, good. That's wonderful. Kind of like the joys in the journey. Mm-hmm. And as you go through it, you're finding out what it is that stands out. And then it sounds like you followed, you followed those leads, <laughs> and you let yourself, you let it maybe mm-hmm. grow organically. For me, yes, that was definitely my process. Um, I I think Matt alluded to this, that every med prep student has a totally different pathway, a totally different timeline. And so you could interview every single student, and they'd have a different reason and and way of getting here, uh, which is great. Yeah, it builds a a really interesting community. I feel that way as an advisor. I love that. Each student is unique. Each person has a story, and each one has their own origin or, or desire. Yeah, and for students, non-traditional students who are thinking about this pathway, um, what we typically are looking for to admit into the program is someone who is committed to this pathway already. And one way to determine that is to take a science class if you haven't already taken chemistry, biology, or physics. Take the first sequence at, at a, you, you could be at a community college, but you, you know, for your universities or broadly accepted for most medical schools prerequisite requirements um so having some kind of um i think that's a great so so in a way like exploring it one way to explore it would be to to start in on the science coursework right so that we we look for that aspect we also look for someone who has started investing in their community working with vulnerable vulnerable individuals okay good so that human connection the Mm -hmm. communication being in community 
uh, many of the things we talk about with undergraduates as part of our advising work, um, but that obviously still are, are a big part of what you're doing too. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things that Steve and I talk to with prospective students is take the time to have the certainty that now is the right time to start down the pre-medical science track or re-engage with it. Uh, in that you've spent time in the clinic with sick people or, or, or people who are marginalized and vulnerable because of their health status mm -hmm. and reaffirm for yourself that you want to be adjacent and hands-on with that person. Because oftentimes we have people who say they, they want to be a physician and they see the end goal and maybe a lifestyle that they think they would have as a physician but haven't done the foundational, the groundwork to put their the their, human side their desire to yeah. action and actually be engaged yeah. with people. I think that Nathan spoke really beautifully to that aspect. Yeah. So that that was that meant a lot to me today for you to talk about. Um, and I guess uh, you know along those lines, um, as a, as kind of a takeaway for our students, what what else about this is important? Like, has anything surprised you about yourself? Did anything surprise you coming back to school a little later in life that uh, that you like to share with with our current students? I suppose I was surprised that I was able to connect with other students um, because you might think that coming back as I don't know, I'm 30 years old now so you coming back and um, being in the same courses as you know some 18 19 20 year olds you're like how much do I actually have in common with these people but not only do you have that kind of built-in family through uh, med prep but being in the position that I was to come back as an older student uh, taking courses with these younger students was one where I could maybe, like I said previously, like see myself in them and could kind of be a, a student leader in a way and help them through the challenges mm -hmm. that they're facing. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. want to echo that. I think um, validating that, that you can do this even later in life, you know, that this is something that's open to you. There's no time limit for wanting to go back to medical school if that is truly what you want to do. Um, I, that that was what med prep was able to affirm for me it kind of showed me that okay I didn't wait too long um you know I had this conviction later but it's still okay I can still I still have time <laughs> it is so lovely to be with you all this morning and just really I'm enjoying this conversation so much I just want to thank you for coming in to talk with us today about the program um, in an interview like this um, there's a lot of moving parts and so I just want to make sure that we've covered everything is there anything else you'd like to add about your program uh Anything you'd like to say to our students about it? I think the, uh, the, what I'd like to impart to the community is if you have any sense that this is a program or a, a path you want to pursue, even if it's, this is not the right program, reach out to the program for a consultation. There's Great. no cost to it, and you, you will have the contact information posted with this uh, podcast. Well, I just want to, again, say thank you. It's been so wonderful spending time together. So thanks for being on Code Maze. I hope you'll come back. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Code Maze, produced by our own wonderful Maria Rabb on the University of Michigan campus in Ann Arbor. Our music, Total Happy Up and Sunny, is by Sasha Ande. Be sure to follow Code Maze on Spotify or check out past episodes on the LSA Academic Advising Center website, Pre-Health section. Thank you, and see you soon in advising. <laughs>